Hi, beautiful people. Welcome to the Heal and Glow podcast, a place to discuss real everyday life, focusing on topics such as business life, health and wellness, spiritual health, mental health, and faith talks. A place to listen to positive and kind, encouraging words and inspirational stories. Leave each week with abundance and love and positive vibes. Thanks for listening. Peace, love, and glow. Erica. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Heal and Glow podcast. I'm with the famous mom. Everybody loves her. She is. You're more famous than me, actually. People want to meet and greet with you. I have three. I have three fans. No, you have way more than three fans. Every year, every month, it goes up. My children. (laughs) I hopefully they're my children. You never know, though. Oh, see, mom has jokes today. Anyway, we are talking about faith. I know a lot of people have been reaching out to me regarding the books that I read. People have asked me to start a Bible study, which um, I'm definitely going to figure that out. Or, you know, a a book club. And I want to do something to bring you guys closer to God. I just have to pray on it and see how he wants me to do it because I'm kind of lost right now. But... I feel like this is a little boost in the right direction. Um, a lot of you guys ask me how to keep faith during hard times. Um, what do you do when you feel like you're struggling? Um, you know, what do we do when we don't know why God is doing what he's doing? Um, you know, or things don't go according to our plan, right? So we're just here to help you with some questions. Um, so in my last podcast, I spoke about being a born-again Christian, um, and I was raised in church, thanks to you, Mom. You're welcome. <laughs> We've been going to the same church since I was born, right? Yeah. This, yep. So what, how many years? 32 years? Well, I'm in that church. I've been attending that church for hmm, um, at least 44 years. Wow. And it used to be down the block from us, and it moved, and we even moved with them. And that church used to be how many people when you first it used started going? To be, it used to be it used to be on sixty fifth and Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn, and then they moved and they bought um a, they bought a building, but the building wasn't ready. So then we went to the corner of um it went to the corner of Highland and Old Town, and they built a little temporary church there. And now it's a CVS. And so every time I go into CVS, I used to sit right here is where I used to sit in the frozen food section. That's where <laughs> that's where I was. That was where my seat was, you know. Um, but now we moved to a bigger church. And when we, when we started the church, how small was it? Well, the church was when it was from Brooklyn. When I first started going with your dad, when we first got married, it was pretty big. Yeah. It was pretty big. But then it fell on hard times, and then I was, I guess, maybe like two thousand people, and it went down all the way like to a handful, like under a hundred, under a hundred people. Wow! And now our church has thousands of people now. Yeah. Again, we're back yeah. up. We're back up. That was through all the faith of the people that having faith to believe in something when you see something that is not there, where everybody tells you it's impossible. Mm-hmm. It was held together by a handful of people that prayed and had faith in thinking that you know. When you think that things are impossible, God always has a plan. Mm-hmm. Always has a plan. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree with that. Um, and my mom was a Sunday school. We both are Sunday school teachers now. Yes. I've been teaching Sunday school since I'm 16. 
and I'm blah, 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 eight now, so it's got to be at least over, <laughs> at over, let's say, 40 years I've been teaching, over 40 years teaching Sunday school nonstop. The only time I stopped teaching was when we had uh, COVID that we couldn't be there, but... The pandemic, um, yeah. During the pandemic, but I resumed again, and I'm, I love what I do. You do, and we do nursery, so she does... You do well. There was one point where my mom used to run the nursery by herself with one other lady. Oh, remember Corinne? Yes, we did. There like, was two of them, and they would have thirty-five kids in a classroom. This 30, is no lie. Thirty to fifty kids in and, two classrooms, and it was literally ages baby to like five. Now it's a little bit more structured. So yes, my mom teaches um, four and five, and I teach two and three. Kindergarten and your toddler. I'm toddler, and then I get I get all my favorites, and then they go to my mom, and I'm like, Mom, this one is my favorite, and they're just so funny. So cute to see them, right? Yeah, I love it. They, they definitely... Uh... You see, because, you know, the Bible tells us one thing about children is that children, they believe whatever you tell them. Mm-hmm. And God wants us to be faithful like that, to believe in the things that he tells us that he's going to do for our life. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more beautiful than to see a child and you tell them something and they, they don't question, they don't ask why, they just 100% totally believe it when they're young. As they get older, they start questioning them, but when you're little, when they're children like that and you tell them, you know, it's a beautiful thing to see that total 100% trust. And that's what God wants in our life. He wants us to trust him that much because he loves us that much. Yeah, no, and the Bible says that we should have childlike faith. It's like yes. the same thing when you tell the kid about Santa Claus. And then, right. and Mondo ruined it for me. And he told me, I'll never forget this story. <laughs> I was like five or six. You still had me going with Santa Claus. And he was like, yeah, you think Santa Claus is real? And then he opened up your closet. He's like, look at mom's closet. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. He better not do for my grandchild. And all the gifts were in my mom's closet, and I was crying hysterical. I was so upset. I think I was five. That was well, you know, me. that's what happens, too, to adults, too, when they feel that, you know, they, they want something, they want it so badly, and they think it has to be this particular way. Mm-hmm. They want it this particular way. And when it doesn't happen that particular way, they say they're devastated. There's no God. I don't believe it, everything he said. But it's not in our in our own way. And we as pe- people of habit, that's what we want. Mm-hmm. We want to have things that are done in our way, at our timing. And sometimes God has a better plan. I mean, we settle for such for, for so less yeah, than what God has for you. What he has for you in each and every person is what's perfect for you. Not to look, compare your life to somebody else, but what's perfect in your, in your timing. What is perfect for your own life. Not what's, you know, what Mary got this and I, Joe got that. and That's not. He He's working everything perfect together in your life for you. Not to compare to anybody else, mm-hmm. but your circumstances, you know, your life, your family, your needs. I think um, one of the pastors said, I don't know if it was our pastor. I'm sure our pastor definitely said it before, but he talked about people thinking God is like a genie. It's like, okay, God, I'm going to pray to you. I want this. Yes. I want to be married at 25. I know I've been there. You know, and then it doesn't happen. And then you're like, well, oh, God, you, you, you know, you didn't have my back, so forget about you. I think we have to stop thinking that God is, he's not a genie. You don't just, it's not three wishes and then you ask. Yeah. I think people misunderstand that and they think that, you know, another thing too is people are like, well, how come, you know, you follow God and you're Christian and you suffer? Well, God's, Jesus suffered too. And I think people forget that too. Like, right. And the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. All right. But 
when you're a Christian and you have things and you struggle, because we all struggle. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've all lost loved ones during this pandemic. We don't know why. Suffers. I have family members that are sick. But you know what? You still have faith. You know, just because things don't go the way you want or things, it doesn't mean that God is not listening to you. Mm -hmm. But each person, he has a way to work out. He's doing things in our lives, things that we haven't realized yet, that sometimes things happen and you would, you would think, I mean, a lot of people have realized this terrible thing with pandemic, they lost loved ones and things like that. But out of this, people have come, have created, you know, uh, have, have, have gotten closer to their families, mm -hmm. have realized it, that's why that was people have left their job mm -hmm. because they feel that family is more important than, you know, going, killing themselves every day at or work. Or like me, they became their own boss, their own like entrepreneur. People. Another thing too, we got, a lot of people just got rest. We were going so hard for so long. Yes. Like we were, like people were literally, yeah, we had a nervous, I know I had a panic attack two weeks in because I didn't know how to rest and that was scary. Cause I was so, I've been working since I'm 12 and I, I was going home depot and I literally started to have, I'm like, I can't do this. And I literally had a panic attack and it was only like week two, but then I realized like I needed rest. Like I was so overworked. I was so, I was, this is before I went into the business, but I was working really hard for my last company and they didn't appreciate me. And then just like many people, when COVID came, I got let go just like everybody else. Um, and I think a lot of the times too, a lot of the things that happens, there's always a good that God will show you the good in it, like you said. And a lot of people came closer to God. They said church increased like crazy yeah. during the pandemic, actually. Because like when, over 100%. Because when you begin to realize that all of this is stuff, it's materialistic things mm -hmm. that are not filling your life. You have cars and homes and big jobs and, you know, fancy clothes and you have all of that stuff, but there's still an emptiness inside that only God can mm -hmm. fill. Mm -hmm. And that's how he created us. Mm -hmm. So you'll try to fill it with drugs, drinking, many women, men, you think you're going to fill it with, you know, materialistic things, or I'm going to go to college. I'm going to, and he's, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with college. I'm not saying that, but they, they become professional students. I'm going to get this next and when you get it and you realize and you sit down and you say to yourself, is that yeah, it? Mm -hmm. Is that it? Is that all there is to life? And that's why people question them because they feel empty inside. Mm -hmm. You feel empty inside because without God, there's nothing. You have nothing, mm -hmm. you know, and you can lie to yourself and say, oh, you know, but I don't really need anybody, but I'm so, but you know, deep down inside, the nights that you're sleeping, you're tossing and turning, you can't sleep. And when you're by yourself, when you sit down and you have to really admit it to yourself, I'm lonely. Mm -hmm. I feel unloved. Mm -hmm. I'm lost. That's the only thing that God can give you. Nobody. And I'm not talking about a religion. I'm talking about the life, the, the, a, relationship. the a relationship that you have with God that he understands you. There's nothing better than to be with, you know, a God who loves you and understands you and knows your needs and hears you. The Bible says he hears you when you cry at night. Mm -hmm. He hears you. He bottles our tears. He bottles our tears. He listens to you, mm -hmm. you know? And that's what faith is, having that faith to believe, you know? I think that's a good point you brought up, um, not a religion. So a lot of people... <clears throat> don't want to go to church anymore. They don't want to listen to the rules. They think this is like a religion and that's not what as we as born again Christians believe. And I one reason I love my church all the time because, you know, the pastor always says this. It's not about being in church. It's about the relationship with God. And, you know, there's people who never stepped foot in a church in their life 
and you know they're gonna end up in heaven but they have a relationship with god but i think another reason that we should go to church is a it's the fellowship it's the community it's the people that you meet for the most part you know there's always gonna some people had a bad experience in church and they hold that really heavy and they hold that against anybody but we forget that the church is filled of regular people just like you and me we're not perfect and we're not human but when you and that's right and when you think about it if I mean, we the, are human. If if you if you think about it, if you're there, think about yourself. If you're in church and you're there, mm-hmm. you're one of them because there's none of us that is perfect. Mm-hmm. So we all come with our baggage and our things. But God in his mercifulness, he accepts us the way we are. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, like I've been going, you know, ever since church opened back up, we couldn't wait for church to open back up yeah. just to get in the building and... When you feel God's presence, it's like something you can never, ever, like, explain. It's just, like, a feeling. It's, like, think of the best day of your life and, like, times that by a thousand. Like, it's just, you just feel at peace. And I feel we need to get back into church. Just have community. Meet other people. You know, people who are like-minded, you want good advice, you know. You're not going to go to somebody who's broke and be like, how do I become a millionaire? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like when it comes to faith and we need to be uplifted why wouldn't we go to church where the people want to uplift you you know and not to say that they're not a lot of us are going through same similar things at the same time but when you have a love for god and you know it's going to be okay like that energy is so contagious you know i know when i'm having a bad day i can come to my mom and i'll be like mom can you believe or or relationship advice and i love coming to her because she, you know, listens to what she goes, well, what God would say, you know, you give the, you don't give advice. Even if you don't agree with me, you know, or even if you know, I'm not going to agree with what you say, you still give the right advice because you know, it's coming where it's coming from. Right. And, and lots of times, you know, I have to pray. I have to pray lots of times ahead of time mm-hmm. so that when these situations come up, I, it's not me that's answering, but it's the it's the wisdom of God that's speaking through me, mm-hmm. all right? Because you can come up and you could be mad and somebody will say something, oh, you know, I, I hate that person in my job. I feel like smacking them in the face. <laughs> you know, we all felt that way, you know. All right, you know, you know, that's been, we all felt that way. But, you know, you can't really just go and do that, you know. And then, like, it's funny, like, they always say, what would Jesus do? But you know what? What would he do? Because he was surrounded in his life with people that were constantly knocking him, mm-hmm. constantly saying, oh, knowing that he was the son of God and have people come and telling him, you're not this. Oh, who do you think you are? He didn't have to prove anything to himself. He didn't have to prove anything or say, oh yeah, you know what? When you know who you are, you don't have to prove nothing to anybody. Mm-hmm. You'll always have people that are going to talk bad about you. They're going to look down on you. You'll always have the haters and stuff like that. But you know what? You have to keep going through. You have to keep lifting your head high and just keep walking through and keep your faith in God because he's the one who's going to sustain you. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people too, like God hung out with, you know, the people that nobody wanted to be around back in the day, the lepers, the poor, the blind, the ones that were shunned. Like that was who, where he was seen most of the time. He wasn't seen with the high and mighty religious people. He was out there doing his work, you know, telling them, showing them God's love. And I think that's another thing too. You know, we forget that. A lot of people too are in this walk and I've been guilty of it. We like to judge. We've been there, you know, oh well I'm I'm not at least I'm not like that or I'm not like this and it's like, No, Erica, you're wrong. Like you have your own you have your own issues, you know, and I think we need to be a little bit more loving, especially now. This 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 last two years have shown that tremendously. So many people just want love and, and you know, and they need love, they need extra encouragement. We all went through something together collectively as a world. 
That has never happened. Well, I'm I'm sure it has, but you know, in our lifetime. In our lifetime, right. Like the whole entire world shut down. We all felt whether we got laid off, whether we got a divorce, whether, you know, we brought a kid into this world, um, started a new business, lost a loved one, you know, um, even the kids, they were saying that how it's affected the kids so much, such a change, not being able to go to school. and Yes, I've seen that. I'm a teacher, so I've seen how it affected some of the children in school. A lot of them had trauma in their life. They lost, you know, a loved one, a parent, a grandparent. And it's very, very difficult as a teacher to see them suffering. And when it's really hard is that, you know, I love my children in my classroom. I want to hug them when they're down. I want to put my arms around them. And, you know, and then people will say, oh, you can't do that. And I find some other ways to bring comfort to them because everybody needs that. We, mm-hmm. we as, a, as a society need that human touch. We need to know that we're connected to somebody. And that's why there's so many people that are co- contemplating suicide or saying I'm by myself or they go on, 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 on Instagram or the social media to look to present, oh, look, I have 2,000 friends. Well, where is that person when you're feeling sick? Can that person come to your house and make yeah. you a cup of soup? When you, everyone was in quarantine, I think that's what was like really like, that's when people really started to get depressed. You know, you, you couldn't see anybody. I remember, I remember going to see grandma through the window, remember? Yes, we used to go see my mom through the window. And, and I used to, to see her. grandma all the time and that was hard. Like, you know, or we'd give her, it was so funny, we'd drop off, ring the coffee. doorbell, drop the coffee, let her come pick it up, but close the door and then I would have my hot chocolate and we'd be sipping through the window. <laughs> Sitting out the window drinking coffee, yeah. And I think, you know, so we've all been through something that's, really been tragic to all of us whether it was mental health physical health you know loneliness depression and this is the time this is now this is the time where i think that's why some people did go back to god because there was like what else there was no hope like and that's what the problem is you see people feel when there's that that's why they contemplate suicide they feel hopeless they feel that nobody's there, that nobody cares for them, but that's not true. Don't believe that lie. Mm-hmm. There are people here that love you. There's a God in heaven has created you in his image that he loves you and he cares for you. And I know a lot of people saying, oh, that possibly can't be, but it, there is because I have experienced it. And I, there's many people have experienced that love of God that he loves. All you have to do is reach out and ask him, ask him, God, are you real? Mm-hmm. God. I, yes, that's what the pastor said last week. He said, um, um, you guys know I've been going to Living Word Church. I have two churches, but the new church that he said, he said, for the people who don't know, and he was talking about having vision, he said, ask God, God, if you're real, show me show me this week. Prove you know, prove yourself to me. Show me in a way that and, I would only know that it's you. And, and, and he will prove himself to each person individually. He's not going to come and say, all right, you know, it's, it's what you need. Mm-hmm. What vision is it that you need in your life for God to reveal himself to you? Mm-hmm. What I need in my life or what you need in your life might be something totally different. Mm-hmm. I remember when my sister, this is a story I'll never forget. My sister was a little girl. I think she must have been about maybe four or five. She was in kindergarten. And one day she asked my mom, mom, how do I know God is real? Wait, which sister? I just oh, Ines. Okay, how do I know God is real? And then my mother asked her, ask God to show you. And the prayer that my sister said at five years old, she said, I want to find two pennies on the street. <laughs> and this is what a child would think of, two yeah. pennies on the street. 
And then one day she was walking down the street and what did she find? She was walking to the house and it was just a totally regular, normal day. She found two pennies on that street. And the thing that she always remembered at five years old, my sister's old now like me, we all old, all right? <laughs> she always remembers that story because she remembers that at that age, at her, at her, at the level that she could understand, yeah. God revealed himself to her, right? No, and that's what we need to ask. God, reveal yourself to me. If you're real, reveal yourself to me. You, nobody knows what it is things that you need to see. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you think, well, you know, just like, you know, lots of times women do with men or men do with women, or the first guy that works through that door, if he's wearing a white shirt, he's for me. And then somebody comes in with a yellow shirt. No, God, I meant the yellow shirt. Yeah, I mean a yellow shirt. You know, things like that. We want it to fit. But if you want to know God, you have to challenge him. Ask him something that you think is really impossible and he will prove himself to you. And that's what I'm asking. Challenge yourself. Ask him, God, if you're real, if you're really out there and he sees you honestly looking for him, he will reveal himself to you. Especially if he knows your heart, if you're really doing it because you're ready to start a relationship. It's funny that you said that (laughs) one day. So I remember when I was going through the back and forth. Remember after we saw the space? before I got healing glow and um they were like oh are you excited and, and you know and I was like oh I don't know I, I wasn't confirmed from God yet so I remember I told God I said God if this is the space for me I'm gonna see a gold cross right and then of course what do I do I go to Hobby Lobby and they have a whole section of like if you don't know what Hobby Lobby is it's the best decor store but they're Christian owned so they have like a bunch of um Christian sayings and crosses they literally have an aisle that is just crosses. So I go down the aisle and I'm looking and I'm looking I'm like, oh, I don't see the gold cross. So then I see a silver one. I'm like, mm, maybe maybe I meant silver. But I'm like, you know what? No, no. So then a couple of days goes by. We're driving. I'm sitting in the backseat of a car and I happen to look to the left and I see a dump truck. And on the back of the dump truck is a gold cross and it says, in God we trust. And then I knew, I was like, okay, this is mine. Like, that's what I prayed for. This is what, this is the sign that I saw it. And, and now here I am, almost a year and a half later. You know it's going to be a year and a half? Wow, that's fast. I think March makes it, yeah, a year and a half. Wow. So I definitely have done that before where um, you put something in front of God and then you kind of change your mind. But don't because he's always going to show up no matter what. If, but you, he has to know your heart. You can't just, you know, even just do it on a whim because you just think. Like really put your thought into it and don't tell anybody either you know write it down you know if you don't want to tell if you don't want to you shouldn't tell anybody because you know that's between you and god write it down and then you'll know you know you'll go back to oh my god on this day and I wrote when it the, down. and when the thing happens whatever it is that you ask god for whatever it is and it can be something huge or it can be the smallest little thing that you wouldn't think nothing could happen but when it does happen, I want to tell you right now, you're going to immediately know because mm-hmm. God is going to let your heart feel that mm-hmm. and you're going to know, wow, I can't believe this. And it's not, you know, let me see it right now. Let me see it right now. Is it here? Is it? It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. It's got, It's in God's timing, but you definitely will remember and you will definitely know. And be open to it like... Like I said, a gold cross. I'm thinking like I'm going to see an actual gold cross in a store, but it came in a different way. But just remember what you prayed for. Write it down. Be open to it. Like, I remember um, Jasmine was saying when she took the MTA job, she wasn't sure. So she called grandma. Grandma was like, put something in front of God. So she says, I want to see a, um, the black and orange butterflies. I think they're monarchs. 
and that she thought she was going to see it in person, but she was scrolling through Instagram and somebody had posted like a really big picture. It was like a painting and it was the black and orange, you know, butterfly. And she's like, I can't even believe. And then she called grandma and she's like, do you think this is the sign? And she was like, yeah, just because you think it's going to come in one way. Right. God, God can show you another God, way. God is not limited to, to our ability. Right. All right. So lots of times we think that it has to be happen this way on this certain day. And you don't have to put conditions under God. Mm -hmm. God is a creator of the universe. All right. And the thing is that if you believe, you know, you ask him, he will come through. Mm -hmm. All right. And then that way, once you know, you can understand, you can come to him for everything. Mm -hmm. And you know what? There's a lot of people that are going to look at you and say, oh, you're crazy. You're this and that. But you know what? You only know what you need. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm not talking about a religion. I'm not talking about following any particular person. I'm talking about your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. He will reveal himself to you. And once you, re you realize that, you're going to say, wow. And then a lot of people will say, oh, now I know God. I'm never going to have any problems again. That's not so. Oh, that is not so. That's not so. We, we recently just had what, 34? 34 of the family all had COVID at the same time? 34 members of my family since COVID started has has gotten COVID. No, we had more because that's not counting you and daddy. You guys had it. It was 34 at the same exact time. No, it was yes, not. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't 34 at the exact time. I'm saying from the beginning, from very beginning when COVID first started up that to today. That was including you and daddy? Included everybody. 34 members of our family. I thank God that nobody, nobody, we were sick and a lot of have, some of them went, went worse than others, but God was gracious and God was good and he, he helped us. He helped us get through it. And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you go through hard things and you say, how am I going to get through this? But you know what? God gives us faith. And that's why we only have 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. I said, because God says that we are not to worry about anything, but put our burdens on him. Mm -hmm. And you know what? All you worry about out there. I know because we have that tendency to want to control things. Yeah. But you have to sometimes learn to release things because that's where you're going to have your peace. Mm -hmm. we, we can't control everything. All right. But you know what? God gives us the strength. He gives us the strength to believe in him, to say, you know what? For this day, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm only going to worry about for today. We're not worrying about what's happening next week and a month to come and stuff like that. We have enough worry for one day. Yep. Uh, and then, well, there was a point, there was a lot of you, of the family sick at one time. though. Maybe it wasn't yes. 34, but there was like at least 20 of them. Like I was grandma Yes. It was Esther, it was Rosie, yes. it was Jasmine, it was her baby, it was Erica, uh, not Erica, it was Allie, it was um, it's a lot of people. Alice. There was like at least, we have a really big family, so there was at least 10 to 15 that were actually all sick at the same time. And I remember my mom went to go, so my grandma's 91, she's going to be 92, and my mom had to go take care of her. And my brother was like flipping out and was like, no, you can't go. And she was like, I'm not afraid. Like God, like I'm, you know, I, I have to go. It's my mother. She has, she doesn't have food. Like I have to take care of her. And you had no fear. You were like, you know, I'm really not afraid. And even though she was, you know, they were all sick, they still made the best of it. And I know that I wasn't afraid either. Like I used to get so afraid. I was such a worry. I was the worst. I was always such a worry ward. Like if something, like I would hear like someone was sick. Like the first time my grandma got really sick, I was like in Walmart crying. Remember? And you told me, yes. you better stop. If she's going to die, she's going to be in heaven. Do you remember? Yes. 
I was so because I had this fear and I didn't have that like full like trust in God. I had such a fear. And then I finally was like, God, I cannot do this anymore. Like, I literally could not physically function. I was, like, breaking down at the store. I was like, I'm so worried. I was working. I'm like, I have, the only way is to let it go. I had to let him have it. Like, I had to give it to him because I physically could not do it anymore. Right. And and and, and after you did that, after you released it, how did you feel? Oh, my God. And then every time, like, even when they told me that my grandma had COVID, because mind you, she's 91. She has really bad asthma. Um, I was, even then, like, it is scary, and of course you think a little bit, but I was like, oh, okay, God's got her. She's going to be okay. Like, I never had a fear anymore after that. After that day that I really broke down, I'm like, God, I really cannot do this anymore. Like, I physically, it's not good for me. I'm holding on. I'm worrying constantly. Even when I feel that she was sick because she was just in the hospital again, and thank God they got there in time. They ended up draining her lung, and she's good now. I finally feel like, okay, he's in control. But it took me to get to that breaking point to actually be like, okay, I actually fully give it to you now. Because I was making myself literally sick. And the thing is, when you worry about there, there's nothing that you can do. Worrying accomplishes nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing. If I worried and I say, well, I'm going to worry about this and then it's going to change. But it, 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 it accomplishes nothing. Nothing. So, you know, when you start worrying about that, you know, that, that, that your faith, your faith, you know, is, is unstable, but you know, you still have to take, it's very difficult. You know what? To believe in something, but you know what? You ask God to give you the strength to have the faith to believe in him. Mm-hmm. All right. And every day I pray about that every day. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night. I pray over my children. I pray over this nation. I pray over my grandchildren. Sometimes I even pray for total strangers. I think about, I heard somebody on the radio and, or on the news that, you know, that family that they, they, you know, their loved one passed away or they were in a shooting and, and, that, and that bothers me. And I pray about that, you know, and they say, God, look at those poor families members that are, are suffering to be with them and heal them, and, you know, it, it, cause that's what faith does. It helps you not, not to, to look at yourself, but to think of others, to, to, to pray, not to worry, but to pray and ask God to help that person or to help your family members to help you. And it, and it does, it does make such a difference. Like, you know, people always ask me, Oh, you don't drink, you don't smoke. Like you don't really go to the club. Like how, like someone really one time, I'm not even kidding. Like, he's like, how do you get through life? He was being so serious. Like, you don't smoke? Like, how? And I'm like, God? I'm like, I don't know, God? Like, oh, I struggle just like everybody else does. I have fears just like everybody else does. But I, to me, when I put on that worship music or I put on that preaching or I open up the Bible, if someone asks me to, like, you read the Bible every day? Yes, I read the Bible every day. Like, always God is always talking to you in different ways. I could literally go on Instagram, I'm like worried, and then I'll see some, like, you know, post and they'll be like, God is with you, don't worry, or something so specific. Like, he can reach you anywhere, but you have to be seeking him in order to get to get to and he, hear him back. And he will reveal himself to right. you. Right. And the way he talks to you may not be to somebody else. Right. You may hear a song, or put a song on, and the words, well, sometimes if you ever put on a song, and you hear a song, and the words of that song have such meaning to you, that bring tears to your eyes. It's Yeah, it's like, you know when you're going through a heartbreak, and then you yes. listen to a heartbreak song, and you're like, this is exactly how I feel. Like, yes, yes, God yes. does the same thing, whether it's a worship song, or it's on the radio. There's so many times I've Some, sometimes it's Sometimes it's not even a song. Sometimes it's just in nature. Mm-hmm. Do you get up and you look at that, and you stand in awe of the creation, of things that you see in nature that just happens? How do these things just happen? You know, 
that builds your faith when you see that because you just know that, you know, why does the oceans stop at the shore? Why doesn't it keep coming in? How come? Who tells it? Who tells the water to stay? You could think of a scientific, but the Bible says that God commands the ocean that can come here and no more. Mm-hmm. That was like, well, remember we went through Sandy? Yes. So we had went through Hurricane Sandy. When was that back? That was a while. Wow. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that was really bad. 2011. I don't remember. Anyway, and we live um, close to the beach. Not too close, but um, we also live on a hill. <laughs> Yes. And my mom had these pumpkins outside oh, for Halloween, the, right? I'll tell the pumpkin story, yeah. So we're in the house, she's praying. We never, thank God, we never lost anything. We, and my best friend lives not far. She lost power for a month. Like, you know, everybody really went through it. We didn't lose power. I remember you cooked a meal that day. We were warm. We watched movies. You were just very, it was I'm such so, a peace in the house. So let me tell you about the story with the pumpkin. So... It was, it was, um, we had these little stupid little foam pumpkins. And then my husband says, I, he, he put them on with two way tape on, on the porch. And then I said, you know, we got to take these pumpkins in because just, we're going to have a hurricane. And he told me, no, don't worry about it. They're, they're going to stay. I said, it's all right. Mind you, it was hurricane, um, Sandy. Sandy. Yeah. So every day we'll go by and when the store in the storm, I pray and I said, God, just watch over and protect us. I really didn't know how bad it was because when I looked out my window, mm-hmm. I saw my little pumpkins. I said, how could this be a hurricane? It must not, it must not be that bad because those little pumpkins they with the two way tape were still there. And every come time I will come back and look out the window. I saw the rain and stuff like that, but it didn't seem so bad. I saw my little pumpkins there. All right, so the next day I get up, you know, I prayed. I said, thank you, God, for watching over us and stuff. I did not realize it was the same storm when I watched it on the news that the tunnel was getting filled with water. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I couldn't say, how could that be? I would look out the window, the little two-way tape pumpkins would take down. I said, how could it can't be? Then the next day I come outside and I say, well, it's not that bad. I look outside. The trees are good. And when I step out and I look to the left, all the trees down on one side. I look to the right of me. Trees are down on, on my block on that side. Nothing happened to my house. I says, and then I had walked down to Highland Boulevard and there was, which was really shocked to me. It was um, one of those, uh, what is those giant um, ships? The cargo ship was on the sidewalk on, on Bay Street. Mm-hmm. And you can go look at it on, on a, look at the newspaper. You'll see it. It was a giant. It was one of those cargo ships on this, that was on, that was out to sea that was brought on, onto land. And when I saw that, it, that showed to me, I looked at those pumpkins and to me, those pumpkins was God's promise that he would take care of us. Mm-hmm. And he did. And I'll never forget about those little, those little pumpkins. I don't forget about that either. And I remember I was dating someone at the time and I made him stay with me. And I was like, you have, I was like, he lived literally like a block from the butt. Not even. He lived like two houses down from the beach. And I was like, you have to stay with me. I'm like, I'm not going to be okay unless I know that you're here. So he came and he slept here. My mom, we cooked and she cooked him dinner and we prayed. It was just like such a peace. Like we really were like unbothered. When we went the next day, his father ended up trying to stay. They were told to evacuate because they were so close. The neighbor ended up dying. The whole house was gone. They were the ones who died in, in the news. And his whole entire front floor of the house was, was, up to see. was gone. Like when I tell you wall to wall ripped out, there was nothing. They lost every electronic. Like I'm talking about an entertainment system that was like a thousand pounds gone. They couldn't even find it. TVs. And I was like, 
in utter shock. Like, I'm like, how could it be that my house was, we didn't even lose electricity, not even a light flicker, nothing. nothing. And then I go and see that house and I was like, oh my, and I remember telling my mom taking pictures and I'm like, it's bad. And she was like, it's bad. And I said, yeah. And when I showed her, she couldn't believe it either. And I just remember like, that was really God. Like you felt the peace in the house, but also like, to see what happened that was around us was crazy. Yeah, like, it was really, and it's really not weird. always like that. Sometimes we are the ones that go through the storm. Sometimes we're the ones that, you know, we, we're the ones struggling. But there's a peace that God gives. Even through the hard times. Even through you go through a hard time, God will still give you peace. Mm-hmm. You know? It's not saying that we're not going to go through things. But when you have faith in God, you know what? The Bible says he'll, he'll give you things that... He won't give you anything too much that you cannot handle. And what happens when we go through hard time, we don't think we'd never go through it. Mm-hmm. But we, God knows how much stronger we are mm-hmm. than we even know ourselves. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, understanding that, learning that about stuff, we end up ha- helping other people. It's not just about ourselves. It's that we understand it, but it's also a blessing to other people. We never know how we're going to bless somebody else. We never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Even just talking about this, we don't know how somebody out there needed to hear this today. We just, you know, we felt from our heart to want to talk about it and just tell you things that we have experienced. And I'm nobody special. I'm nobody special. I hate when she says that. But it's true. I'm not. Because God loves me. He doesn't love me any better than he loves you. Mm-hmm. All right? Not because I go to church or because of the things that I do. That's how much he has his love for you. And I would love for you just to know what that feels like. Yeah, I agree. Someone asked, how do we keep the faith when it's hard? Oh, that's a great, that's a great thing. How do you keep it, right? How do you keep it? Sometimes the things that God tells us to do, sometimes we just have to stand still. Mm -hmm. We have to stand still. We as a people want to go and fix everything. Mm-hmm. What can I fix? What can I do? You know, maybe in, in a relationship or maybe you have a struggling with your children or, or, or financial. What can I do? You know, let me try this or let me try that. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes God wants us to just stand still so we can see the glorious victory that he has for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll try this. We'll try that. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work because we, we continue to. And that's one thing. You do not have to do anything to earn God's love. You yeah. just have to accept him. He doesn't say you have to walk on your knees and, you know, walk, you know, make this pilgrimage and, you know, walk on cut glass, walk through burn fire, rip out your hair. None <laughs> of that, you know. I, I, you know, because he wants to show you that he loves you for who you are. Mm-hmm. He sent his son on his cross to die for you. I don't know anybody that would do that for me. Mm-hmm. No one. All right. And that's why he wants you to understand how much he loves you. The amount of love when you, when you come to know him is just like a peace that passes all understanding. I remember when I got that piece and it was so, I always used to hear that going up church, a piece that surpasses all understanding, a piece. And I was always such a worry where I was, oh, I was horrible. I was so horrible in my twenties. Yes, you were. I was was always just stressed out. Like I just, even though I grew up in church, there was a time until I decided to come back to church on my own. 
after I was like 18, my mom forced me to go to church every single Sunday. If I didn't go to church, I got punished, right? That's right. Until I was 18. And then when I was able to drive myself, or I think I'm 19, she was like, okay, it's on you if you want to go now, right? So I stopped going for a long time. Of course, I would go out with my friends and I would party and we'd do the brunches, you know, all that fun stuff. And then I think around 26, I started to be like, okay, something's missing in my life. Like I felt like... I was ready to start going back to church. And I knew that I was ready because I was even going on my own. I went to Barnes and Nobles. I bought a Bible. And I'm like, I need to go on my own. Like, I just, I was already, I felt the void that God was like, okay, you had enough out there. Come back now. And, um, my, yeah, my mom like forced me. So it has to come on your own, you, you know. But the thing is that when you were young, right? When you were young, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. I really believe that there's so many children that are lost. Young children, I see them every day in school, all right? And I see the anguish and the trauma that they're going through, and they have no hope. And if you don't tell, you have to have a hope in something, mm -hmm. a trust in something. And it can't just be materialistic things because that fades, mm -hmm. all right? One storm comes, boom, your house throws away a hurricane, a tornado, your house is gone. Then what? What, what stability? What do you have? Mm -hmm. It has to be more than materialistic things, you know? Yeah, and I remember, like, I remember coming back and then, so when I was in um, therapy recently, it was like last year. It was before, no, I'm sorry. It was before the pandemic. I remember I had this attitude of I didn't care. And I'm like, what is that? And I was like worried. I'm like, I don't know. Like I should be caring, but I don't care. And she's like, no, that's the piece that surpasses all understanding. Like I'm, so, I was so laid back at the situation that I was going to therapy for. I was like, you know, I really don't care what happens. And, and I never felt that before ever. And I'm like, and I kept asking her, I'm like, am I wrong? Like, is this wrong? Like, I felt like I was doing something wrong. Like, am I wrong? And she was like, you was, no. Because you were so used to doing something to fix it. To yes. fix the problem yes. on your own. I'm like daddy. I'm, I came out like my father. My father is a problem solver. Yes. I am so like, I've, they've told me that that's been prophesied over me, that I'm quick to solve problems. Like, that's my thing. So when it comes to something that's out of my control, I was always so anxious because I was like, I don't understand. This is what I know I'm known to do. I fix problems. I fix all the problems. At work, I used to be always the best employee because I would work hard, solve all the problems. I would solve the problem myself without asking for any help. Like, that's what I got from my dad. That's how my dad is. Um, but when it came to that, like something that was out of my control, that's when I would get so like, Oh my God, I was so anxious. I was always on edge. Like I couldn't relax. I couldn't rest. I felt like I was, my emotions were everywhere. And then when it finally hit me, I was started to really start, I was going to therapy and I was going to church and I was just having my own relationship with God. It finally hit me. And I was like, wow, this is what they're finally talking about. The peace that surpasses all understanding. I just didn't care. It was like, and it's, I had no not, worry. You can't say, well, you, you, you can't say that you don't, you don't care. It's no, that's is, how it came off. All right. It came off like that. But what, what, what you're really saying is that the, the need to control and the need to worry about something, you didn't have to do that anymore. Yeah. It came off. That's what I'm saying. It came off like, I don't care, but it wasn't that it was like, I just didn't, I was going with the flow. Like, okay, you know what, God, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Like I finally accepted that. But it came off you like released, I didn't care. You released the problems to him. Yeah. Instead of you trying to control it, you released the problems to him. And that and that's a lot of things that a lot of people, especially people that control, have that control, it's very difficult 
but you can ask God to help you that you want to surrender. It's very hard to continue to carry burdens. He says, release your burdens and I'll carry them for you. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to be carrying your burdens for your family, for your children, for your mate, for your loved one, you know, financial and, you know, schooling and, and all of that. It's so, so difficult. And when you release it, you're going to say to yourself, why didn't I do that for so long? It's so funny too, because then when you see how God makes a way, you're like, wow. He always comes through. Always. I mean, I spoke about this before and I have definitely like will speak about it more, but like owning a business, you know, I used all my savings and I was like, Mom, I know nobody in Cranford. I'm not I'm from Staten Island. I have nobody. I had a little bit of a following when I used to do I used to sell like hair care products and the scrubs. Yes. I had maybe like two hundred followers and half of them were people from Seton maybe I would say like 75 from Jersey to have that and almost have 4,000 now like that people know about me that people speak about me on Facebook I'm like I don't even know where they come from like it's literally God I don't I sometimes I'm like how did you even hear about me like I don't even know I've had people come from Queens you know not even even Jersey like all over and I'm so grateful for that because I'm like you know instead of me trying to figure it out I kind of just like okay God every day you're in control. Every, I put a number in front of God. God, this is the number I need to make today. I'm letting you. And some days I make it and some days I don't. And every day, okay, God, you know what? You brought me here. You told me where God guides, he provides. You brought me here. This is it now. I did the work. I did what you told me to do. I was obedient. Now you sustain me. That's it. And then sometimes the amount that you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to, I'm worried about it and make it. And make it. You know what? The next day something you did twice. Yeah. Twice of what mm-hmm. you want. So sometimes we ask God, Help me to do this. I want it this way. And maybe that's not the way. Mm-hmm. God has another way. But you release and you say, God, you know, you have to show me. I have faith. I trust in you and whatever it is that you say. And that's how sometimes we have to do. Sometimes it's just like that. Just releasing and letting go and just trusting. And it's very hard, I know. I'm a person that was very difficult to trust. You know, I had, you know, I, my daughter, everybody told me, I don't trust. I trust in God. That's why I trust in, you know. And I've learned that over the years through prayer, through, you know, reading the word, through, you know, I get together every Thursday together. We've been doing that at least maybe like now, like 20 years already. Mm. We get together every Thursday with my mom and my sisters and at my mother's house. And we just pray. We pray for our family, for our children. We pray people call up and ask for prayer. So if you ever want prayer, just give us your name. We'll include us on our list. Mm-hmm. And God has really, really has answered so many prayers that we have had. And he continues to. Nothing like grandma's prayers, man. Yeah, right. Nothing like that. Another thing, too, I feel like there's a season, too, when we have to be patient and wait. And I think that's the hardest part because we either feel like God is not answering us or what nothing's changing we've been in the same situation for six months why is this happening and i feel like that gets tough to kind of keep having that faith you know because it's like it's out of your control at this point you know whether it's a financial situation or maybe you're going through a relationship issue and it doesn't seem to be getting better at all and god is telling you you have to trust me and it could be six months it could be a year you know it's you have to keep that faith but another way to help that is Spend time with him, you know, when you, when you have that time with him, when you pray or you just put some worship music on in the background, you don't even have to be, sometimes we're just not in it. Sometimes I know there's days where I'm like, oh, I don't even want to be in church right now, but I force myself and I'm glad I'm human. Just like everybody else. I get tired. I have a million other things going on and I always feel better after I do it. I always feel like, okay, God, or he'll say something that was so specific towards me, you know, 
I remember one time I went to that prophecy church and it was the first time I went and I was like, oh, reading the Bible is so boring. Like this is like, and praying is so boring. And the lady, I never told anybody that. And the lady is like, I know that you think that praying is boring, but keep doing it. And I was like, how the heck did she know that I said, you know, and those days where it seems like nothing is changing, those are the hearts. That's the more when you really have to like lean into God and really trust God and say, okay, you know what? And the way I look at it is, you know what? I'm one day closer to that miracle. I'm one day closer to that answered prayer. I'm one day, because it does get frustrating, you know? Yes, well, you know, like I, like I said, so, you know, if you get the Bible, you get it, you read it, read the story of um, Noah, okay? So Noah, Noah was a man that God called him to build an ark. Now, mind you, in the time that Noah, he asked Noah to build an ark, they never rained. It didn't rain. And now, can you imagine somebody telling you to do something that's so totally impossible that you're saying, what? But Noah built that ark because God was going to destroy the world. And if you look at it in there, you'll find it's called the Great Flood. Look it up. You'll find out what happened to the world. All right. He built that. But he took him 127 years. Can you imagine? We can't even wait one day. <laughs> but to be able to do something not within that faith. No, but mm-hmm. to be even, even sometimes the access. And I'm not saying that God's going to do something that's going to take you 127 years. But for our own time, all right, mm-hmm. to be able to have a faith like that, that you know what's going to happen, you know, that's because once you have an experience with God, nobody can take that away from you. Mm-hmm. They can't say, oh, you didn't really do that. You know what you have been through. You know what you have experienced. Nobody could take that experience away from you until you know that didn't really happen because you know. That builds your faith. Every day God shows us little things mm-hmm. that builds our faith. When things, little things that happen that you can think would never happen. Oh, that's never going to happen. But you know what? God is so faithful. You know, you pray praying and you ask him and you just keep believing and it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, for me, that's what I like to do when I'm in those ruts because I've definitely been there. I mean, it took me, I went to college at 18. It took me like five years to graduate um, because I didn't, I was going part-time. I remember there was a point I wanted to quit until my parents, like two and a half years, I'm not doing this anymore. And then I was like, no, I can go back. And I studied psychology and then I graduated. I was like, I don't know, what, 23. And I didn't become a business owner until I was 31. So how many, eight years of me just not knowing what was in store for my life you know and I remember many times crying to my mom mom I don't understand I don't have a purpose and she's like yes you do like you have to stop you have a purpose and I used to cry to her all the time and I've said this so many times before people were moving on in my life you know my friends were getting into their careers and their jobs and getting married and having kids and I was like I felt so stuck I felt alone you know and people would ask me oh what are you up to and I'd be so embarrassed like oh you know I'm just I'm here, you know, and I was working these jobs, you know, making like $15 an hour, $17 an hour. My friends are making, you know, really good money and I was so embarrassed, but I'm like, now I see why I had to wait and now I'm a business owner, you know, and sometimes when God makes you wait, it's for something better. I never wanted to be a business owner. I could care less to be a business owner. I've mentioned that too. I I was fine with working my way up in a company and being like a, you know, a great assistant or someone second in charge or you know some type of manager I was okay with that and God had something so much better and I'm so glad because I actually get to run a business how I want to run a business and and that I get to speak about God or you know I can pray for people in my establishment I don't have to listen to other people's rules or and you know and I I was able to make it my own and, and 
that makes me happy and I see why God made me wait and that was like eight years so and I'm you know and there's things too like I want to be a mom one day I'm 32 it still hasn't happened yet I'm still having faith in God that it will happen but on his timing you know and I and I every day I tell myself I'm one day closer I'm that's one it. day closer. That's it. You know what? One day passed and I'm not where I want to be. I'm one day closer. And I just want to add to also that, you know, when I was growing up, you know, I came up from the family where there were seven. My dad, you know, we were poor. All right. But I, I remember that I always loved working with children. And then I got married and I raised my children. But I always had that calling inside of me. I always wanted to. And I had the opportunity. I went to college at 51 years old. So don't ever say it's too late. Mm -hmm. I went to college at 51 to get my bachelor's degree. I was probably the oldest lady there. I didn't care because I said that was that drive that was inside of me. I went to college at 51. I got my bachelor's. I went straight into my master's degree. I got a special ed license. And believe me, when I first got it, when I was going to be a teacher... I didn't want to teach special ed. My friend told me, you know, you'd be really good special ed teacher. I told him, no, are you crazy? But you know what? God knows where he wants us. And let me tell you something. That was the greatest, greatest joy in my life. I teach it now. I love my children. I go early in the morning in my classroom. When nobody's there, I close my door and I pray for my children. And I pray for my school that God gives me strength to help them. Yeah, so... If you're listening and you're, we've all been there, we've been in a rut, we've known like what it's like to wait on, you know, on God. And that's the hardest part. A lot of people be like, oh, it's so hard. You know, it is hard. We're not going to sugarcoat it. There's days where you just feel like giving up. There's days where you're going to cry and you're not going to understand. And then there's days where like you, my mom said, you'll go out and you'll, you'll see the sun shining like today after that snowstorm, you know, and you're like, okay, everything, or you see a rainbow or you know, you go to the ocean and you hear the waves or anything, you know, that he'll show you, I'm still here. I'm still working for you. You know, just be still. And even though you don't see it, he's still working. Mm-hmm. Even though you don't see it, even though you don't feel it, even though you think he forgot about you, he never forgets Mm-mm. about you. And he's working everything for your good. Mm-hmm. So trust in him. Mm-hmm. And that's how we, that's how this household gets through life. Cause my mom doesn't drink either. Nope. She doesn't smoke. I get it from her. She's very, she's naturally funny. You guys love her. <laughs> I get my personality from her. And we just laugh our way through situations. That's how it goes. And sometimes too, pray, God, you know what? I'm having the, every time someone calls me and they're mad, I'm like, and I pray for them, like, God, let something so funny happen to them that they can't even stay mad. Show, show them anything. Especially when Mondo calls me and he gets mad, I'm like, God. Please help my brother. He's, you know, he works in a tough job. I'm like, let something so hilarious happen that it, he well, can't even keep a straight face. I always pray for joy, for happiness on those days. And that's a beautiful thing to pray for joy because you could be going through difficult times, but you could still have joy in the storm. God can Amen. give us joy no matter what you're going through. Even through the hardest times, I've had joy. Even through the hardest times when my mom was in the hospital, mm. my sister's in the hospital, my husband had to get a heart surgery, God has still given me joy. And mm. I thank him for that. And you can have that too. Mm-hmm. Okay, mom, let's end with a prayer. Go ahead. 
Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you to thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for your goodness and for your mercy. Lord, you know there's people out there today that are yes, feeling Lord. broken, that are feeling downhearted, that are feeling lonely, that are yes, feeling Lord. hopeless, Lord. I ask you, Heavenly Father, that you touch them right now. Mm -hmm. I ask them that they're able to be feeling your spirit right now. Yes, I ask them that you would that they would un give you a burdens to you, Lord, so that you may carry that for them, Lord. Ask and watch over them. Give them peace. Give them a great week, Lord. Let them be able to know you. Yes, let them to be able to reach out to you and you give them the peace that they need and Amen. let them know how much you love them. I thank you in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, don't worry. When I write my book, I'm going to bring my mom on the tour <laughs> so you guys can meet her. So for my three, I can have my three. <laughs> you think you have three friends. It's not. It's so much more. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this helps you guys. I know you guys like to hear from my mom, so I'm going to try to do it once a month where we just, you know, speak about God and faith. We pray over you guys. Um, as always, if you have any questions, prayer requests, comments, you know you can always uh, message me on Instagram. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing week filled with blessings and joy. Anything else you want to say? And, um, that's it. Thank you, my three fans. <laughs> she has more than three fans. Thank you, my three fans. <laughs> she has more than three fans. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Peace, love, and glow. Erica. <laughs>